Well, welcome to a very special episode of Fade to Obsidian. We are here with Jenna, who is one of the voice actresses of the... Well, you're in a few things. You're in the audio graphic... Graphic audio, sorry. Uh, <laughs> versions of the book, as well as the Sons of Aries. So welcome. Yeah, I mean the Sons of Aries. the third Sons of Aries, maybe. Yeah. Third Sons yeah. of Aries. Love yeah. it. Well, Which welcome... Yes. 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 Yeah, we are. Go buy it, everybody. Yeah, we're recording this in June. This is gonna drop later, so go August. out wherever you are. Yeah. So yeah. go out wherever you are and purchase it. But yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. Thanks for joining it us is. for today. Very welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So do you wanna? You don't have a howler name as of yet, but when this comes out, my guess yet. is that you <laughs> will because you've won yes. Hazard Bedlam. Well, me and my hamster share that share that honor. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wasn't going to take part in Hazard Bedlam, but um, I, somebody kindly sent me some stickers from the US, so I thought mm. well, I'm going to have to put, put these to use. And uh, thought I'd yeah exploit the cuteness of my my little hamster, who I'm hoping will get a, a howler name as well. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet, bet you. Name will be better than mine as well. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. <laughs> True. Pierce will go all in. I don't know. It'll be interesting because in the the only time I've seen Pierce give out howler names in the past has been like on Twitter, and they're just completely random. Of just like um, he probably has like a generator thing. You just like type yeah, it's just like yeah. chat API, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be interesting to see if he ends up tailoring it based on your entry or how that's gonna go. So yeah, like I don't know if you I don't know if you saw, but they said you know send a link to your post in an mm -hmm. email so that they can like yeah. use it to figure yeah. out your name. I did, I did do that, but yeah. yeah. But what happens to that? Because some of the people in the den won as well, so they've already got Howler names, so how, how, yeah. how's that gonna work? Does the Pierce Howler name Super the, the yeah, there's been discussions before, so I don't know the specific people who won what they're gonna do, but I know there's discussions before we went in of people using it as a call sign, or you get two in the same way that Darrow is both the Reaper and Icarus, so you could be like two, or some people are like, nope, screw it, I'm going by the Pierce name, and that's it, and I'm gonna like. Depends what it is. It um, does depend what it is. It could yeah. be like, terrible. That's true. Yeah. Or just so. have the Pierce name for like special occasions, like yes, yeah. Yeah. everyday a, a name special, at the special occasions, like parade, parade name. <laughs> yeah, for that, for the triumph. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. The name uh, for the outside of your box. Oh. Oh, your space shuttle. Hopefully not filled with heads. Oh, <laughs> oh dark. I see yeah. a random tail behind you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I have I have ghost dogs. There's two puppies. They will dogs. blend in and out of the background as they <laughs> as they wander around. Oh, see, I'd bring yeah. Flora on, but she's actually incredibly antisocial, and I can't actually really get her out and handle her. She's very very skittish, so otherwise mm. I'd, I'd present her sure. to the, to yeah. the den. Well, and I also have. There may be a cat that joins us every once in a while. My cat will jump up, knock over the books, and <laughs> proceed to the window beside me. So. We shall see. Weird floating, floating books. Yes, yes, lovely. <laughs> yeah. A resident uh, magician. Mm -hmm. It's funny. So, how many times I've been on voice comms in the den, and uh, 
I've had to explain how these work that people are like, okay, but how are they just there? And it's like, it's, there's a bookshelf under them. It's, it's very thin, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. And so we kind of introduced you a little bit, but do you want to give a little bit more of who you are, what you do, as well as we always ask what you're drinking? Oh, okay. Um, well, my name is Jenna Sharp. I'm a voice actor, although I've sort of flitted between doing stuff on camera and off camera. But I, I tend to prefer voiceover because you can play characters that you don't always look like you can play mm. with voiceover. You can, you know, whereas on TV and film you're kind of restricted with the face that you, that you have. Um, whereas I can play, you know, little kids or monsters or stuff. So I really like, like that about the voiceover world. I've uh, been doing it for a few decades now. I, I get to do a lot of fun stuff like games and animation and audio drama yeah. but actually a lot of my work is a lot less sexy it's um doing sort of corporate things and mm. e-learning any boring health and safety diversity training courses that you've been made to go on i might have voiced a few of those i'm so sorry so i try funny. and go through them as quickly as possible but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it might be me or if you get caught speeding as well probably less in america but in the uk I do a few like speed awareness courses, things like that. Really? Phone systems, like if you book a table at a restaurant, you might hear my voice. So yeah, they're the kind of jobs that like you don't really post about on social media because they're yeah. not that interesting, but not as interesting as Red Rising, obviously, which is one, by far my favourite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's the secret of being a voiceover is cultivating yeah. a sustainable career and having lots of eggs in baskets and um, yeah. Not, yeah, not, not just relying on the, on the fun stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, How did... yeah, the graphic. Sorry. Oh, go sorry. Go no, go on, go on. Uh, but yeah, the, the the graphic audio relationship came about actually over COVID because um, I either approached them just before COVID or during COVID, and before that they were not that receptive to using voice actors from outside the the United mm. States. Um, in fact, I think they were, may have even just been using people in like the, the Washington area. But the one good thing about COVID was that if you were a voice actor that had a good quality home recording setup, suddenly, because all the studios were closed and you couldn't, they couldn't open, you're like, yeah. you know, you were popular. And you know, as long as it was a good quality sort of um, space to record in. So yeah, that, that worked to my advantage and I got sort of on their radar because of that had to go through quite a rigorous um oh before i go on i have to say yeah. i'm not an official employee of graphic audio oh yes um all views are my mm. own um <laughs> it's like they're they're worried i'm going to say something embarrassing or offensive but mm. yeah <laughs> i I'm, I'm just a freelance voice actor and i'm here just as me as jenna mm -hmm. uh, but happy to talk about anything to do with graphic audio um but yeah i had to go through quite a rigorous audition process to, to work with them which was assessing obviously your ability to act and take direction and do different genres and different accents and things but also mm -hmm. they were assessing your um, audio quality because um, it's all done remotely um, and also your ability to kind of be your own sound engineer as well because with these remote recorded sessions 
you have to do what's called riding the game. So in, a, in one scene, you might be having a, an intimate conversation with someone and then suddenly you need to shout or there's a battle or you die or something. So you need to be like twiddling the game as you're, as you're, as you're mm. acting so you don't blow the eardrums of the director that's um, on the other, <laughs> other end of the phone. So we have to be sort of our own sound engineers as well. As, um, and it's the same for any harsh sounding words, anything with a P or a D, you get yep. that plosive sound, so you have to sort of go slightly off access or uh, off the mic axis or, you know, these are all sort of techniques that you, that you become second nature when you've been doing it a while, but they're all things that sort of mark a professional against someone that's not yeah. been doing it so long. And they're little things that, that people perhaps don't realise because, um, yeah, they just, they just hear the finished product, which is all polished by the yeah. by the audio elves that make us sound amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that part, is part of the job now as being your own sound engineer that's very that's fascinating i love that yeah, yeah it, it's got to be got to be quite the balancing act running running the knob and and also reading your lines or or yeah you know doing all that yep yeah, and yeah. being emotionally <laughs> attached, you posted a picture the other day of recording oh God, Golden yeah. Sun, and you just weeping, which, yeah, yeah. Um, so that must be I'm not going to lie, I thought that was a filter. There's, there's like the, the crying <laughs> filter, crying right? And I was like, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, That's wow. partly because yeah, no, we're no. having a bit of a heat wave here at the moment as well, so mm. it is unbearably hot in my booth, which is literally right next to me here um yeah it was it was hot um but yeah there was ugly crying a lot of ugly crying in in um golden sun yeah especially at the end. yes 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 <laughs> um so how did how did you get involved in like any audio recording is it just something you fell into something you wanted to do for a while or I'm going to show my age here, but um, okay. you may remember a game called Final Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, that had, yes. It had no voices. It was just okay. silent. It was weird. Like, it was a great game, but they had, you just had subtitles on. So um, I was obsessed with this game as a teenager, and um, I sort of went I was on all the Final Fantasy forums and, like, geeking out, and um, people were doing fan-dubs of the characters, from Final Fantasy, and so I thought, oh, that sounds fun, I'll have a go at that. So I got my crappy, you know, plastic USB mic and sort of started voice acting, essentially. Yeah. And um, it sort of became a, a hobby, and there was sort of quite a vibrant amateur voice acting community. Because this was, again, at a time when the technology to record from your home was pretty basic mm -hmm. and, and, you know, terrible quality microphones that you get from... I don't know, Radio Shack, is it? Do you, does Radio Shack still exist? I don't know. We don't have that no. here, but... Uh. <laughs> we used to. I'm trying yeah, to think like, of it. I don't know. It's been like 10 years or something. Yeah. Mm. That, well, it was that kind of era for me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's how I kind of got into it. And then I got scouted to do a video game called Aquaria that did quite well, that won um, Best Independent Game at GDC in San Francisco. So I got to go to San Francisco and accept an award. And that was my first kind of main role in, a, in kind of anything. My main first main professional role in it went on to win an award, which was kind of cool. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I was such a noob. And it's just funny because I've got so much training now, so much experience under my belt. Yet I look back on that time doing that game when I didn't know anything. And yet the performance was still appreciated. So it's like sometimes... You know, you can just 
overthink things and right i think when i because i didn't know any better i did i did a good performance but yeah that's awesome um yeah and then, then i just sort of started i've always wanted to do acting but i come from quite a sort of traditional family and they were like you know get a proper job and to to some extent they're still my parents are still like that now they don't really understand what i do like i try to explain to them but um yeah, yeah. i don't think they really understand that's funny Oh, they don't listen or anything. You don't. You haven't introduced them to Red Rising in order to like no, traumatize them. <laughs> no, I've uh, I've introduced my sister though. She's read okay. the first book. She's on Golden Sun now, and so she finally we can finally have you know conversations, and I can use nice. words like gory dam and prime with her, so she'll <laughs> actually know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is hard to get people to read books though. I mean, yeah, it's. It, it's that's why audio dramas exist i guess because it's just much easier to you know listen to things than than read things and you can listen to it in the car and for sure at work and stuff so yeah yeah for sure i mean even personally like i work in a bookstore i have you know books thousands of them that i own just over the years of accumulating but right now it's only pretty much um audio that i am taking it in by because just yeah driving doing whatever I'm doing something else and it's just oh I'll throw it on yeah Yeah, rather than like my attention is just almost not there when I have to actually sit and read and be like what do you mean I'm not looking at my phone or doing whatever (laughs) so I totally get it that yeah you run a a howler's den that's like a full-time job Yeah, that, it's a special place in there. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm, just, I'm still exploring all the different, oh, different yeah. rooms. It's great. Yes. Yeah, it's so much. Yeah, thanks for... I love that you not only joined us, but you've kind of jumped in full, full, you know, head on. And, you know, it's fabulous. Oh, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the cult, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For legal purposes, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> But it could be a church, though. We could get. Um, We've we could discussed get this. Can we get? Yeah, yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll no, I up. think even if even if I wasn't lucky enough to be playing Mustang, did I even say that I'm playing Mustang? <laughs> yeah, we we just glossed <laughs> it over. It. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I play Mustang. Um, uh, yeah, even if I wasn't lucky enough to to play her, I think I'd still, you know, if if I discovered the books, I'd be a huge fan of them. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when I. I, I told this story in the den briefly, but I was originally asked to audition for EO. Okay. And um, mm. they sort of, it, it was Dave Fernandez, who's the director of Red Rising, who I've never worked with before actually in graphic audio. He asked me to audition for EO and um, sing a bit of the Forbidden Song as well. Um, and then as part of that, he sent a link to the Red Rising fandom wikipedia thing yeah which is really good there's so much information oh yeah it's really yeah. useful um and i sort of just started reading about uh, about the books and the character and i was just sort of really intrigued by the by the color system and the sort of um mm. <clears throat> the roman roman sort of influences and things so i need to have a good cough one second yeah. <clears throat> i had a whole, horrible thing last week i almost lost my voice which oh, no. for a voice actor is yeah. kind of a problem yeah, yeah it's um, important yeah, kind of. Um, but then I realised that EO dies, you know, quite early on in the book. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just having having a look at some of the other characters that were still alive, and I uh, came across this character called Virginia. And uh, I, the more I read about her, the more I just thought 
she sounds really, really interesting. And I felt like a kind of connection with her. And I thought, yeah, you know, maybe I could do a good job playing her. So I, that's why I sent my EO audition off. And then I said to Dave, you know, I saw this other character. Do you think I could maybe audition for her as well? And he emails me back and says, no, no. <laughs> um, so I was like, it was, a, it was a polite no, but it was still a no. Yeah. So, uh, so I didn't hear anything back. And then um, I got the part of EO, which was great. Um, and then a few weeks later, Dave emails me and says, would I still be interested in auditioning for Mustang? And I was like, I'll check my busy schedule. Yes, of course yeah. I would. <laughs> and um, yeah, the rest, the rest is history, as they say. I was kind of hoping they'd let me play both characters, but that's just yeah. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and so with the difference between the two, and you do play, well, do you play multiple people in graphic audio or just because you play more in the... Sons of Aries, right? You're. We've talked to Harmony mm. and Young Nero. Mm. Um, so if oh, I can also reveal, oh. I'm playing Lysander as a ten year old, <laughs> and I was like a part. I wasn't even sure I wanted. That's right. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I have to be this little <laughs> brat. Yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, That's great. I auditioned you, for that as well. Just... So like, yeah. That's you the weird thing with Red Rising, though. More punchable voice. Do you get to make Punch yourself yeah, just have the most punchable? I sort of imagine him slightly like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh yeah. Like That's a that good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had to audition for that. They don't just. Um, sometimes I just get given roles, but with Red Rising, we all, all the main characters had to had to submit auditions, which is actually more unusual i think i haven't had to audition for that many stuff because they know me so well at graphic audio and they know the voices yeah. i can do and you know there's various samples that they've got um but yeah for this red rising thing you know we all had to audition which sort of made me think oh this is a special project or you know yeah. the authors authors really sort of wanting to be quite sort of hands-on with it which is which i think is great because um yeah, I mean, I would be if I if it was my book. I'd mm -hmm. be like, I'd be like totally micromanaging everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. kind of keeps yeah. the artistic vision as a as a mm. narrow. I'm surprised narrow how some people can do that. Like, they can just give their book to someone else and trust that that they'll do it justice. But yeah, um, but graphic audio do a good job with everything yeah. that they do, really. Yeah. 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 So then you have to get into, and again, we briefly talked about this, uh, but um, you have to get in the mindset of each person. So you said a really interesting thing about Harmony because she is notoriously, I would say, the most hated. Lysander at least has apologists out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen them, yeah. Yeah, but Harmony I don't think does, but you had a very interesting uh, take on kind of having to not judge your character. Can you comment more on that one? Yeah, sure. So um, I think it's important when you play a character that on the face of it is quite different to you, mm -hmm. say an evil character that does things that you think, oh, God, that's terrible. I think it's important to try and imagine what would have had to happen to make them do that or what would have had to happen in your own life to make you turn out that way. Because we're all products of our environment and we all have capacity, I think, for, for good and evil. And it, you, ha you have to, when you're playing a character like 
harmony. Although in Sons of Erich, she doesn't do anything that particularly evil. Mm. Particularly evil. If you are playing a sort of a, a stereotypical evil character, you've got to try and make their actions make sense in some way, and you've got to do a bit of a, a psychological dive into into sort of why why that behaviour makes sense to them. And you can usually find good justifications, like maybe they've mm. lost someone they love, or they, you know, they've had some trauma, or they just don't know any better, or, yeah, yeah this, you can, you can, you'd be surprised how much you'll find that you have in common with even the darkest characters, if you, Interesting. If you are willing to, to sort of look. And, yeah, I always do, with all, with most characters I play, I look at, um, the ways I'm similar to them and the ways that I'm different to them. Yeah. So we, so with Mustang, like, she's a lot less emotional than I am. Like, she's much more stoic than, than I am. So I have to remember mm. that when I'm experiencing something that she's experiencing, she wouldn't cry as much, like, as I would probably cry. Um, yeah. She doesn't like crying. <laughs> but, um, but there's ways in which we're similar. Like, we're both... Uh, students of psychology, like my background is in psychology, I didn't go to drama school, I did um, two psychology degrees, and I feel like we have that in common, that we're both sort of fascinated by what makes people tick. And yeah. She's a bit more manipulative about it than I am, I know. She, like, she admits to enjoying manipulating oh, yeah. Pe yeah. people and situations yeah. and things. She can definitely play a room, for sure, that we see in yeah. multiple cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're such a good pairing, aren't they? Like Dara and Mustang, they just oh, like yeah. complement each other so, so well. And one another thing she's excellent at, which a lot of women are, is like she'll have a conversation with Darrow and like use some metaphors or analogies or, you know, like just be talking to him. And then next thing you know, he's adopted kind of what she's <laughs> just said. But yeah. she makes him, th him think that it was his idea. <laughs> it's like, Women do that all the time. It's I like, love it. Yeah, it was totally your idea. Yeah, good it. work. <laughs> you thought that one through. Yeah, it's so That's, funny. You, you drop the leash and it's like, yes, that was, in fact, yours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite line that she says off the top of your head? Oh. Or one that's fun to, like... I just love it whenever she like... says gory damn. Like, I, just oh, love, yeah. I love that word, gory damn. Uh, when she presents... Pliny's eye, that's quite funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He always had his eye on me, so I took one of his. I love that. Yeah. That's um, hmm, what else? What else? She's quite funny, though. Like, I really wanted to bring that side of Mustang out because she is funny, like funny in a different way to Severo and mm -hmm. some of the other characters, but she's still quite funny. And I think sometimes in, in, in books, like the female heroine can sometimes be a bit sort of I know a bit bland or lacking in personality or you yeah. know or too perfect or something so I really like that she's got that sort of wit and sense of fun and humor as well although in Golden yeah. Sun I feel like she I feel like in the first book she's first she starts off quite serious and a bit arrogant because she's you know playing the game and doesn't perhaps realize that House Mars has had it a lot worse than House Minerva, and and she's sort of trying to be that leader of House Ma uh, House Minerva. But then, when she sort of gets with Dara in the cave, you see the the sort of softer side of her and the, the warmer side of her, and her sense of humour comes out. But then in Golden Sun, it's like it's sort of back to being sort of a bit of sadness again for her. Mm. I feel like she spends a lot of time being sad in that book. So um, yeah, yeah. 
a bit of a roller coaster with like for sure yeah yeah well and then moving <laughs> forward um and i don't know because i i feel like when they announced the graphic audio of red rising it was kind of like even the way pierce said it it's like we'll see if there's more and then we've got now golden sun so do we do we know if there'll be more coming out because then you'll get much bigger parts if it continues on into especially dark age mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah. um i don't i i'm pretty sure we're doing morning star i have not been yeah. told otherwise i'm pretty sure unless something terrible happens. yeah um but yeah no they've been well received which is good and um and rightly so because dave's done a great job on them mm-hmm. and, um yeah i'm look, looking forward to morning star well bits of it <laughs> not that yeah. bit but yeah mm. bit, but, yeah um but as yeah, with all Pierce that's... books which sad part yeah book. yeah um but yeah dark age also, that's like, I, i'd be lying if i said i was, was looking forward to doing that one because that's going to be intense Rough. um yeah. yeah um also because when i first read dark age um like i knew that there was like like shit happens in it like mm-hmm. dark things i didn't know necessarily what they were or whereabouts of the book they were and i knew that there was a day of red doves but i didn't know what, what happened um and i was trying to avoid spoilers as well so i kind of read dark age quite quickly like to just rip off the band-aid and get all the trauma over and just yeah um, quickly and so i feel like i need to reread both iron gold and dark age now that i know what happens and what's happening deal with yeah. it with my yeah, get some therapy. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. Assigned a buddy when you read those books, like you need a therapy buddy or like an emotional support animal or something, you know. Yeah. Like just stroke when yeah. it gets when times are stressful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we joked about uh, in the den a whole bunch is that our everybody who hadn't read Dark Age was gonna was gonna read it during the reread so that they could have an emotional support den. Yeah. 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 We need an emotional support Sophocles. To yes, yep. that's it. <laughs> well, my ongoing thing as well is I've discovered that my therapist has not read them, but her husband has. So I'm like slowly laying the groundwork of like, <laughs> you should also read this because. Like, like, another hell, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just for like, but it would be good for my. Like, need, exactly <laughs> it's like i don't so really like, care whether or not I'm she does like, like sander like today yeah today i'm feeling like Adra, i just want to kill something <laughs> yeah like come on just help me work through certain chapters and you know send her to therapy as well that's always also my ongoing joke is you're winning therapy when your therapist needs therapy so uh <laughs> But yeah, I know. That's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> but you, you've, no, got the, um, you've got the you've got the the advanced copy of of Lightbringer, haven't you? Yes. So we have both completed Lightbringer at this. Yes. Oh, you finished it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we are trying to remain tight lipped yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Um, but we thought it would be fun of. Do you have, and we'll remain poker face. We've been very good about remaining poker face in the den for this. Do you have predictions? Anything that you want to see in Lightbringer? Well, I'd like to see Lysander get 
bitch slapped by Pax, probably. That'd be, that'd be good. I think there'll be some kind of face-off between those two, like the mind's eye versus the psycho spikes and the pandemonium yeah. chair. I, I still don't really understand how all those work. Again, I need to reread them. But, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not. I'm really not sure what's going to happen with the with the obsidians and like Volga and and I've forgotten his name. Volsung. And the prediction from... Oh, my God, his name escapes me. The the prediction from the... Oh, Osgard. Osgard, yeah, Osgard's prediction. Like, is that Mm -hmm. just a red herring, or are we supposed to take that literally? Is that, you know, Pierce just trying to mess with our minds? I don't know. Yeah. That's the great thing about Pierce, is he puts so many Mm -hmm. things in that... They could all come true. They might not. Who knows? He's usually pretty good about... um, He lives by the mantra of don't introduce a gun to the scene if there's no point in the gun. Or if you're not going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That... um, so it's always interesting. But then everyone analyzing everything now. Oh oh my God. Somebody picked up this... Yeah. Yeah. And we still have a different book after this one. So things that, you know, might not have happened in Lightbringer might happen in Red God. And it's like, I don't know. I'm still waiting for something that we totally all like disregarded from, you know, Golden Sun or something. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the, the Pegasus oh, back. Yeah, some character that just yeah. walking by becomes like a man. I was um, having this conversation with Salem about... Mrs. Augustus, yes, Mustang's stepmom. Yeah, I want to know if she ever makes an appearance because she's still alive and she's like one of the last Augustuses left. Yes, yeah, I saw that back and forth and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, you guys probably know. I'm trying to read your facial expressions, but you're like, you are very poker face. Here's called me a regular silver. <laughs> yes, and then gave me a silver name. Yeah. So. Yes, I saw. I, I saw that um, the the guest appearance with Pierce. Yeah. That, was, that was great. He answered those questions so well. Like when you were asking him, like, "What's your what would be your everyday superpower?" and he just comes up with something off the top just, of his head. I, I need. I would need like I I need an hour to think about. Yeah. What I would be. I I have a going theory that like yes his books are fantastic we love the Sourceman series but I think the reason we've all as a fandom bonded to them is because he is such a good like person to you just want to be his friend and you want to you know you see how he interacts and the way he can give these full out backgrounds and just all of that and wants to interact with the fandom mm. it's a very rare thing in literature to have all of that coming together. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he, extremely charismatic. Yeah, he's got a political yeah. science background, so that's where it's yeah, coming yeah. from, but... Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really come, come to my side of the... No, there was a post, someone asked if he will be doing Europe, uh, on, I think it was on Lit Escalate, so it wasn't Pierce who said it, but I think Joel said something about there's rumblings, so we'll see. But Because he did for... Morningstar and Iron Gold, he went at least to England and I think up to Scotland. He didn't really do the rest of Europe, but you have a chance of then. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the rest of them? We just need England. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, so and perhaps. going to this convention in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa. I I yeah. Point that out. Point it's Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma. Uh, so just above Texas, I know. Is it nice? Yeah. I don't know. It's hot. Yeah. I. But that's yeah, about all I know. Of, now I'm just thinking of the musical Oklahoma. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. Be yeah, he's, yeah. He's only got one Canadian date on the tour, which I'm sure Crescent is not pleased with. Though you're going to Tulsa Crescent. I mean, so. yeah. I'm and I'm going to be camping. Yeah, the Camping. weekend and half the week before yeah. Tulsa, so I He's probably wouldn't like have made it anyway. But yeah, get... it's I'm I'm leaving my house on Saturday, going camping until Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't decided yet. Probably Tuesday, and then driving 24 hours, like 24 hours of moving <laughs> time, to get to Tulsa in time for HowlerCon. Yeah. You could... And then I have to drive 24 hours home. Wow. I tried to you tell him that take... planes exist, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't take a plane from camping. You carbon footprint no. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will have... Well, now I've extended it, so I think in the end I'll be driving for 18 hours, but I'm doing... So I'm Toronto area. So I will actually see him. This is where I'm like... Well, testing if we're going to get blacklisted because I'm going from... I'll see him in Toronto on the Monday. Then I drive to Chicago, which is <laughs> nine hours. See him in Chicago on the Tuesday. And then drive down on the Wednesday and see him on the Thursday in Tulsa. <laughs> so you are stalking me. Okay. It is. Hey, it's yeah. only stalking if it's not publicly available. Exactly. <laughs> All the information was public knowledge. Technically, I knew about the Toronto <laughs> signing before anyone else, just because I do work for that company. Disclaimer on that one. Uh, but it came out public knowledge like a week later. It was fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'd love, to, I'd love to get my book, book signed. I've pre-ordered Lightbring. I got one of the Goldsboro editions. Ooh, so, yeah. Very yeah. nice. Only because somebody in the Facebook group posted it i wouldn't have known they existed and i like jumped on it and managed to get one but um yeah i've never owned a signed book and i've never ever i've never even pre-ordered a book before Mm. so i've never really Mm. been interested in in a book series so much as i am with this one and it's kind of spoiled other books for me now because i can't find anything else that i like as much yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome though yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're opening a can of worms though. The the next step is oh, yeah. owning like six copies of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen the various collectors editions and tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Not sure about that. Yeah. yeah, Crescent's got Red Rising tattoos. Oh, very good. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There yeah. you go. Now people did some cool things for Hazard Bedlam that were very dedicated, like yes. tattoos and eating snakes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just exploited my hamster, so. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm just seeing whether or not... I think we've actually run through most of the things we were thinking, because this, this conversation's just Very flowing. Very comprehensive answer to, uh, I know. who are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, Anything else you want to know? What's what? your favorite? What are you drinking? Bit? Yeah, what are you drinking? We never went all back to that orange, one. Orange squash, yeah, very. Oh, you, you're gonna have to drink. explain squash though to Americans. Oh, they, it's like, oh, what do you call it? Um, we don't really have it over in North concentrated America. Concentrated yeah. orange stuff that you put water in and it 
creates squash. <laughs> yeah. And it made like yeah, yeah kind of is, is it a, is it like a juice or a crystal? Like is it a, a powder it's, that you mix in? No, it's just yeah, just a, just a concentrated it's, liquid that you do. I'm I'm trying oh, to think. Oh, it's like mio. Yes, I was gonna say there's what did I used to add to vodka and just add straight vodka. That's yeah, mio. That's what it is. Skipper, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? I actually themed it so this is a beer. I think my first beer of the podcast it's called Surround Sound. Oh, but, oh nice by the um company is collective arts so they always have different artists make their beer cans and i'm not even gonna lie this was not i they're local to me so i own a bunch and their number one beer they sell is called audio visual so when i went into my fridge trying to find audio visual and in the end came out with surround sound and i was like Oh, that also works. <laughs> like, that's, that seems. I like those names. They're yeah, really they have some good ones. They have Stranger Than Fiction, Life in the Clouds. Yeah, they're they're just good beer all around too. All right, yeah. Crescent, what do you have? Uh, well, I warned warned Skipper about this pun, but mm. uh, I would make a terrible voice actor because I've got Lefroy in my throat. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! What, what what even is that? I don't know. What type? Uh, of it's about? scotch. Scotch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big I scotch. Know about alcohol. I am. I'm... I am the the resident, all the whiskey, person. Yeah. I was gonna say you're the resident alcoholic, Renault. Right <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. I feel like that's a lot of people in the den, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Hence the den. If I'm dunk. an alcoholic, I'm at least functioning. <laughs> mechanism yeah yeah hence the den dunk taking yeah, off I even though yeah. i was trying to convince people um there's some a few folks who are either underage or just don't drink i was trying to convince them into ginger beer because i did a dark and stormy which is ginger beer and mm. uh rum and ginger beer was actually pretty good for it so i'm just throwing it out there that like you don't have to dunk your like your oreos in alcohol you could use some interesting I don't think squash would be good, but <laughs> some other, some other things. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate would be very good. Yeah. yeah. That's just like. Yeah, yeah. I feel very like safe yeah. choice. Very safe choice. Herbert C. Like, <laughs> yeah, mix it up, see what it is. But yeah, the ginger beer. It's all. It's got an interesting kick to it, but um, yeah. Uh. So here's a question of when you record, are you solo all the time? Or if there's back and forth dialogue, how are you recording that? So the director is in my headphones feeding me the lines. So mm. that's Dave in this case. And um, obviously it would be it would be lovely if we could all be in the same room and be sort of bouncing off each other. I particularly think that scene in the chapter called, is it the dance or a dance where... Mustang and Darrow, like Mustang goes to his quarters and they have yeah. that sort of banter with her with the practice razor and there's some oh, yeah. I've, I've would have mm -hmm. loved to have done that with Stuart, the guy that plays Darrow, like play off each other and you'd get that great rhythm and stuff. But yeah, because we're all in different places around the world and it'd be just too expensive, I think, to hire a studio and get us all together. Yeah. Um, and the guy that plays Adrius as well, he lives only a few 
towns over from me. So, you know, I sort of thought, we actually don't have that many scenes together, though. So but that would have been cool. They do, uh, yeah, they, they have a, a kind of a gross one in Dark Age, but. I was going to say, I was like, spo spoil, which we are assuming everyone watching this has yeah. read all the way yeah. to Dark Age. That, yeah, um, this is coming out after I was so pleased in. when yeah. Flora knocked him over it. I know. For those that haven't seen it, my hamster did, like, so half good. was her, um, I had the characters from, they're still alive in Dark Age, as little cards, and she, I put her in a hamster ball and she sort of, predicts who's going to live and die in Lightbringer and, and she and she went she went for Adris she that. and Lilith I was pretty happy yeah. with who she yeah, opted for she yeah. I don't it know if there was like anyone the that, yeah the, like well and like Mustang got pushed back a whole bunch mm. and then didn't fall down I think the telemanuses tele got like pushed but yeah. not yep but did not fall and then, uh, I swear yeah. I didn't cheat. I didn't glue them down or anything. Like she could have <laughs> knocked anyone over. But yeah, yeah, she went for um, uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver died. I mean, mm. you know, he's had. We like life. him, but uh... I like him. But mm. yeah, I, I don't think her predictions are accurate, though. I think, um, mm. I think, I think they people got off quite lightly with her. Uh, there were only five deaths. Yeah, all characters that we didn't really like. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wish she was accurate, but I don't think she would be. I mean, okay, listen, there's a Den conspiracy theory that Pierce does not write the books, but his dog Eo does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is then why Sophocles is actually who Red God is. So for all we know, Eo has talked to Flora, and there's, you know, we could work Flora her into this. Legion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, they might be in cahoots yeah. over there. I'm just saying, we don't know what really? animals are doing at night. <laughs> I know what Flora's doing. She's yeah, wheel, like, the whole time. <laughs> I was gonna say hamsters are nocturnal, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, back to so yeah, recording that must be interesting. Yeah. Of yeah, if you're doing an emotional scene and then yeah. you just got the director versus like yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's difficult and. Um... And also, but the director's also having to give you technical advice as well, like, you know, in case your levels are wrong or something. Um, mm. Yeah, like I said, it would be nice if we were all in, in the same room, but somehow it all comes together and sounds like we were anyway. Um, yeah. And I think when you know the book really well, and you know, I know, I mean, the voice acting world is smaller than people perhaps think. There's a lot of people that call themselves voice actors, but the amount of people that are actually doing it professionally you know I do know some of these guys you know I've worked with them in different things so you almost kind of know you can imagine how that actor might deliver the line as well mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I often wonder like would the scene be different would it be better it might even be worse I don't know um, yeah maybe playing off somebody too much or whatever who knows mm. or if they don't look like the character like if you're in the same Ooh. room with them and they don't look anything like the character uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not into it. Interesting. I like that. But the graph. What I love about the graphic audio directors, though, is they sort of somehow seem to know how much direction to give you, like when to just trust you that you've done your preparation and you're an actor and you do this for live for a living, and they know sort of when to let you just flow, and yeah. then when to step in and be like, oh, I kind of imagined it this way. And Dave and I, um, 
he gives great direction. Apparently, this is his first time directing as well. I, you wouldn't know because he was really good. Um, but I, we had a difference in um, approach to that to the final scene in Golden Sun. I imagine Mustang not getting quite as emotional, like still being quite distant and sort of taking it in. But he wanted me to be much more emotional, and actually, Gory damn it, he was right because I think she he is her weakness. Like if she's going to ever get upset, it would be in that yeah. moment and you know yeah. you kind of can be like oh I know how I'm going to play this scene like uh, it's obviously the right way and then the director will throw something at you and you're like oh wait no that is way better than what I was yeah. going to do <laughs> so you've got to be you do all this preparation you do all this like homework and you, you're like a detective you're going through this script or the book and looking for you know data that you can use to make your performance better but then when you actually get in the booth or, or you set foot on stage or on the film yeah. set you kind of throw all that out the window and just hope that it's somehow in your muscle memory and that it somehow comes out when it needs to mm -hmm. but you've got to be willing to be responsive and receptive to the direction you're given and it's a, it's an actor cliche but like acting is reacting so you, right. like if you are if you are playing alongside another actor you've got to be listening to what they're <coughs> excuse me listening to what they're doing and be willing to do something that you didn't think you would do Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. For sure. Well, and especially it must be because you're picking up the source material from written word. And so, yeah, whatever that tone is, it's sometimes not exactly maybe how you thought it would be until someone else puts a different perspective of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you see that because we all, we're always having arguments, aren't we, as fans, about yeah. what something means or how we see a particular character. Or you get those fan castings and someone thinks that, you know, Henry Cavill should play Cassius and then another person thinks that's ridiculous. Yeah. We, all, we all see, we're all reading the exact same thing and yet we all come with different, um, yeah. different conclusions at the end of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, very good point of, it's really funny to me how much, um, I would say Roke and Cassius are the two big ones that people love or hate, and uh, to call it, I, I think like it's... either of them. Oh, okay, okay, let's go, let's... I don't let's... like either of them. Yeah. I, don't, I definitely don't like Roke. Oh, like, yeah. I don't understand why he was even such a great friend, because what did he actually do? Just sort of like, he was along. just there, talking in the background all the yeah. time. He was the narrator. Yeah, he, he was like the bard that writes everything down, you know, like... Yeah! You know, the, the, the heroes he's, do he's it. Which, yeah. you know, is a useful thing. It's just the way that he's just so morally smug and sanctimonious... But he never applies that to his own behaviour. Like, he's, mm -hmm. he he's talks about loyalty and stuff, but then he throws his friends under the bus. And, yeah. And just that, the, the thing that gets me is that on the way to the triumph, he's having, you know, polite chit-chat with, with, the, with the gang, knowing full well what's about to happen. That is sociopathic, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. There's no justification f for that in my opinion but i'm yeah. sure that, that there are loads of people that get very passionate yeah and, and love him well i and, think it's uh, her is it hurricane no it's scarlet, scarlet and chief and a we few other you, people we love you but like it's interesting of, i've just pissed them off then <laughs> no she's fine she understood but it was interesting her perspective is they had their own little 
group that they knew in real life read the books. So all of them liked Roke and then joined the Howler's Den and was like, what do you mean that everyone hates? Yeah. Like, it was this like, oh my God. And it's funny because like, I have a different group of friends that I knew based off Twitter um, before joining the Howler's Den. And I wonder how many of us share identical looks and views on people because that's who you talked about the books with. And now going into the Howler's Den with, I think we're up to like 350 people where it's like, oh, like that's not like, Victra is not the end all be all. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying Darrow was a great friend to Rogue or that he treated no. Rogue well. I certainly don't think he did, but yeah. Um... I just don't get like, you're so mad about Quinn's death and then you side with the murderer. The, the, the people that killed her. I know. Like, like, what, what, what? Yeah. All right. Well then Cassius, um, have you heard the, our dolphin theory yet? I've seen the emoji or like laugh, okay. laughing dolphin thing. I was I'm like, what is so, that So, no. and actually you're in England, so you might actually know Catherine Ryan, the comedian who is Canadian, but, uh, is yeah, out of, yeah. yeah, she's in the UK comedy circles with Jimmy Carr and all of her. So it's. It's her that I am paraphrasing that is, um, so her whole thing is all men, but I just go with certain men. You, they're great on vacation. They're a dolphin. They're great on vacation. You enjoy them. You have fun, but you don't bring them home. What do you even <laughs> feed them? Like, no, you leave them on vacation. And that's my Cassius of like, sure, he's, he's good. He's fine. He's fun to be around. He's good looking. But I don't want him around permanently. Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> He's just... I just imagine him to be just so sm attractive that it's just kind of annoying as well. <laughs> like, you're just... Oh, yeah, you're just too good looking. <laughs> yeah. And I just... I would, I would love to... I would love there to be a spin-off series with, like, the time that Mustang and Cassius were together. Mm. And, you know, just to... And it would be like a, a smutty romance novel kind of style of writing. Maybe I should write it. <laughs> this is why we have hey, the fan fiction. There's, there's a lot of fan fiction for us. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Ao three. That would be. Like, I mean, I know. I know. In the in Golden Sun, she tells Daru how terrible it was, but I'm like, was it really? Was I it, mean, honey? With that face, yeah, he's not that bad looking. No. <laughs> Took you on nice dinners, you know. Yeah. Took you, you to the fairground when you were goldfish. I don't know. Probably all those, you know, sweet things that men do. Yeah. Well, and we we know through Iron Gold, um, we get the flashback of. Well, first we get the flashback of Lysander and Cassius kind of meeting when Lysander's ten, and uh, it, his memory though is that like Cassius is like looking up Mustang like she's a piece of meat or whatever like. But then no, he like. He doesn't like it, does he? He gets annoyed. Yeah. 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 But then, like, you I'm, do kind of get those interesting mixes of, like, every once in a while of, like, oh, yeah, they were together. Like. Yeah, they were. Definitely. How do you think Lysander is going to react to Mustang now, like, in the. Because yeah. they don't meet. They don't meet in Dark Age, do they? I don't think. Adult Lysander. No. No. I so don't think so. She, Mustang hasn't probably seen Lysander since he was. Since like, yeah, for ten years, 10. and 
And he mm-hmm. idolized her in the same way he idolized... Well, I mean, wrote her poetry and things, which is probably why yeah. she... I know. Oh, he, he had a little boy crush. That's Aww. that's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, how does he feel about her now, though? Like, yes. Yeah. I, I guess... I guess you, you guys probably already know the answer to that. <laughs> I mean, he does I will not talk about... Or deny. Um, in Dark Age... He talks about uh, the manners of Alexander and Rona, and how if this is if this is how manners have become, like he shudders to think how uh, the Palatine looks mm. under Virginia's rule. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting. So he's he's not so I'm, he's not rosy about her anymore. And I'm trying to make things better. Yeah, he just he's just stuck in the past. Yep. Like, I, like weirdly in the past that he's like, don't like judge me because I'm a loon, but also like listen <laughs> to me because I'm a loon. And I'm like, you can't have both yeah, you either. Can't like, have like, both ways. like be technically the most I don't want to say powerful person, but like, you know, technically yeah. you know to inherit the person who will inherit the solar system. Either be that person or don't be. Like. Stop yeah. with this, like, back and forth. It's funny because I, I literally recorded Lysander's lines in Golden Sun today. Mm. And the way that he, like, he, like you said, he idolizes Darrow. Like, why would he look up to Darrow? Like, what, what is it about Darrow that sort of inspires him? I don't yeah. know. It does sound like... He's a badass. <laughs> to be fair that to Lysander, it does sound like he was kind of a bit of a abused trial like like oh. they were doing all sorts of weird experiments brainwashed like, yeah and, yeah so so you know i can i can forgive him for yeah some things literally brainwashed i oh, keep throwing man. around the term brainwashed in the den because of the stupid peach i claim that everybody who worships <laughs> okay so well, well i'll explain you. to you and um those who are listening that are not in the den but so yeah when you join like if a new person joins the den you get to wave to them and it does a random reaction i think there's four or five different reactions and the peach it's a terrifying thing i personal i was the number one person who was like this thing is terrifying because it like shakes and then it has no pupils like its eyes are just white and people <laughs> love it and in fact we have a howler named peach because when she joined it was like the number one thing that everyone was like i got the peach i got the peach and she was like well it's because i'm such a peach and she's the fastest named howler because we were like well congrats you're peach like (laughs) even from georgia yeah i'm not mistaken even i I know that georgia's famous for its peaches yeah um but yeah so it's just become this thing in the den of there's people who every time they wave like worship and pray to the peach that they can get the peach and then those of us who are like it is a terrifying demonic like it's got no pupils it just shakes like in comparison to the one that like spins and says so excited (sighs) it's so excited but yeah and then i am also the one who named it so forever so pegasus legion who moderators that's who names everybody or has a say in naming i don't name people i only veto the bad names um but uh the ongoing joke is we were going to name somebody steve 
of like <laughs> everyone's got these cool intricate names and just waiting yeah. for the one to show up and let's go yeah you're Steve. <laughs> like, we just wanted to give... There's a great comedy sketch in there somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Like, Howlers assemble. Yeah. yeah. So they were and talking Steve. about... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, so then we were talking about the peach, and I was like, listen, we've always wanted to name a Howler Steve. I'm just going to name the peach Steve. But then decided Steve is, in fact, a girl. And it just has gone, and it's become this thing of its own that every once in a while when people are joining, and I feel like they're probably, their first thing is, like, all these cute, like, waving, and then all these people arguing about the peach. And I'm like, what What message are we sending here? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Steve is a controversial, controversial <laughs> probably more, the most controversial character outside of... No, I'd say the most, like, we haven't fought over anyone else uh, in the Red Rising universe as much as the love and hate for Steve. Eo is actually the other one. But yeah, sorry, go on, Crescent. Um, So we know you've worked on uh, Sons of Ares 3 um, and then the Red Rising saga. What other graphic audio productions have you been in? I've been in uh, let me bring out my thing and actually tell you because I think I tend to forget. Um, I've done a lot for Rearia Chronicles. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I was in. Uh, oh, I'm in, in one called Heroes Road, which is really good, and um, by Chuck Rogers. Uh, I play a character called um, Theus in that. Uh, that's fun. Um, I work a lot with. Scott McCormick, the director, and Scott, bless him, I, I think he's sort of responsible for me getting a lot of the roles I did because he sort of, I think he's championed me or like recommended me to other people, bless him. So, like, I owe him a, a beer or two. Um, <laughs> I was in a series called War Machine, um, Terra Ignota, um, what else have I done? Shadows Fall, lots of things by um, Simon R. Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott adapts a lot of uh, Simon's books, so um, yeah. But often I'll just uh, um, I'll I'll be playing like a relatively minor character, but sometimes the the minor characters, the smaller characters, are kind of just as fun because you can take more of a risk with them, or you can pl- play around more and j- just do something that because you know you're not going to yeah. be in the next scene. So you know, make the most of mm-hmm. the scene you have and just do something fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Just yeah. really go big with it. No such thing as a small role. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a dream um, have role? I'm saying it. I'm oh yeah. Ooh, I was going to say. Oh, good like answer. That. Yeah. It's the right podcast to give that answer on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll like it for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you done anything with Stormlight? No, I actually been told to read that. Um, mm. I, the, I, um, I recommend. I've, I've done a few of the. Sarah, um, oh, forgotten the name. Sarah J. Maas. Yeah, Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah, yeah had had little random bits and pieces in, in oh. those books, which they seem very, very popular. They're very popular, even in the den. There's a lot of people who will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It so. We know that right now the video game for Red Rising is in the works, and Pierce's last yeah Pierce's last thing was is currently held up because of the writer's strike. 
but it is currently in the works. So if offered, would you do the video game? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I love video games. Um, yeah, hugely fun. Although you have to like get good at dying in various different ways for video games. Like <laughs> you gotta work on your screen. You were on like obviously not for Mustang, but like generally in games you have to like die as if you were caught on fire, die as if you were dying from poison gas, die as if you were drowning, die as if you were stalked stabbed with a, a little sword die if you were stabbed by a big sword you know and it's just like a, a spreadsheet yeah of death a, <laughs> a laundry list of maladies which i mean yeah. mustang at the um institute would definitely be some of those at least stabbings would be in there mm -hmm. can we yeah. can we hear a sample of how you might die in one way or another oh, no. <laughs> you don't have to no pressure <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd do it more realistically than that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, like, sometimes when you die, like, it can sound a bit sexual sometimes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In another context, you'd use that that sample for something else. Yeah. yeah. Those are the worst. Those are the worst scenes to do. Is like when you're having to like pretend like you're having sex with the other character or you're like, making out with them. It's so cringe <laughs> to record. Mm. But you've got to go for it. You've got to commit. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just well, because we get at least Pierce for the most part writes just fate. What they're fate to obsidian. That's why we have this podcast. So you don't. But Golden Sun does have the Mustang climbing on top of Darrow in the hospital bed, <laughs> ripping clothes off. Yeah, Dave yeah. was like, "Now, can you do a sound as if you were just like ripping your clothes off?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> 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 but you know, this is the thing. Like, you're having to like do all these physical. Physicalizations, is that word? Yeah. I don't know. In the confines of your, of your little booth, you know, you've got to sound like you're riding a horse or mm. jumping and like leaping at someone, and you've got to do it all whilst oh. kind of remaining quite still because you, I have a very sensitive microphone and it picks up, you know, your clothes moving and, yeah. you know, um, you've got to sort of stay on, on, on the axis of the mic so it picks up your voice but you've also got to sound like you're moving and you've got to so you've got to find ways of kind of getting that physicality into your body yeah. and into your voice somehow without actually moving and jiggling up and down so interesting yeah yeah, yeah i never thought about that of yeah yeah, yeah you're not moving like no <laughs> yeah hmm. it's, it'd be different if you're doing like motion capture or something you can yeah. move a bit more but um mm. Because you get head-mounted mics, but um, yeah, for for what we do, it's all sort of relatively static. But yeah, I didn't know there was going to be a game, and I'm very pleased with that because I actually think it would make a better game than it would almost make a TV series. I agree. I'm like I have I'm in two minds about the yep. TV series thing because I feel like it would be so difficult to make the sort of physical differences between the characters not look really. Yeah. Like, like I'm, children I'm and like in the Hobbit, you know, with like the kiddies and the adults. Yeah. It would just look. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm of the opinion that animation yeah. would be the best way to adapt it. Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know if you've seen League of Legends Arcane. I have it on my favorites. I, I, I've been meaning to watch it. But yeah. I know the style you mean. It's yeah. very, very good. But mm. I think that style of animation would mm -hmm. lend itself really well um but yeah actually darrow's rising on instagram if you're watching this shout out um posted i 
it might have been today um, that they thought that a video game is the absolute best way for it to be adapted because then you can mm. you can experience it rather than being told. Yeah, it. yeah. I can just imagine doing the Iron Rain on the you know, uh, yes. screen. Like, yeah. I'm I was going to say the bodies and things and like oh yeah. And yeah. there is a scene in Dark Age, and I have not. So my story with Dark Age is I read it 2019 when it came out and not yet. So I'm, it's almost like I'm experiencing it again for the first time right now. But I believe it is Victra in one of the mines and going around and... Ju- yeah, she's jumping around. Yeah. And in my yeah, mind, when, I, when I first yeah. read that, immediately I was in my head as a video game of like, oh, yeah, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> like that was my immediate reaction was like, this is this scene will make the best video game because, yeah, it's just. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I'm glad I remember that perfectly. I was waiting for somebody, like, for Crescent to be like, yeah. that's not a thing. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Lyria talks about how she'll. She'll jump two levels down and then jump one up and yeah, just, you know, murdering all of these. Yeah, you'd red. probably be playing Lyria and having to cap, try and catch up with the with Victor. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you're having to you know take cover and and not die. <laughs> Meanwhile, watching Victor just like demolish everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess like if your character dies, then like the Reaper can come and like sign and go. <laughs> You are in the veil now. Yeah. Welcome to the veil. Welcome to the veil. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It would be. I'm super excited for video game. Uh, So, and obviously, you play because you said that Final Fantasy is what kicked this all off. Do you still Mm. continue to play and enjoy? Yeah, I I have to be a bit careful though because I can tend to get like really obsessed with a video game and like I'll just just play it for like, and I'll realize like it's now nighttime and I've been playing for like five hours but yeah i really like the assassin's creed game yes Tomb Raider fan. are you saying yes. dream roles I, I i like i'd love to do lara croft like mm. i'm a huge Tomb raider fan um yeah assassin's creed um horizon zero dawn <gasps> we are on the War. exact same page here yeah i no, love Metal it Gear solid um yeah yeah um, legend of zelda i haven't tried that one yet no um yeah. I'm working through the Assassin's Creed slowly. Oh my god. Mm. That was, for a bit, I was challenged. So I think I own them all and now haven't played that someone once ch- challenged me of to play through all of them on Twitch. And I didn't. I know, I haven't played a single one. All of Assassin's Creed. That was mm. in the middle of COVID. That's someone was like, you should... Do get a bit though, after a while? They do. And it's a lot of like... Take another fortress. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I need a higher level. Let me go level up rather than... Horizon Zero Dawn is probably my ultimate favorite because even the side quests are so like... They're their own stories in mm. not the same yeah. way. Rather than like... Yeah. Even The Witcher, it's... they're good but it's like oh no it's very similar to that side quest but mm-hmm. horizon zero dawn's got the like oh they're all their individual world yeah. yeah i haven't played the yeah the forbidden is it forbidden west, forbidden west. Forbidden yeah. yeah it's good i'm I really tired i just wait until they come video. down in price and buy them when they're like 20 yeah quid. that's fair <laughs> yeah At, uh playstation plus has been very good mm. for that because forbidden west is like i didn't buy it Mm. But it's like I have it downloaded, ready to play. Mm. That was the first ever thing I did on Twitch. 
uh, was Forbidden West, and people got to watch me very frustrated at the end. It took me two days. Yeah. It took me two days to complete the final one, and yeah. They plug your thing into the mechanical thing yeah. to make it tame. I, I can't even remember that. Yeah. It yeah. was quite like Tomb Raider in places, though. Like yes. And yeah, and the puzzles. I really like when there's the puzzle ones where you have to, like, figure out, like, okay, if I move this yeah. to here, then this to here, then... Yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah. But, yeah, mm. so... I mean, Final Fantasies are still coming out. And we have a new Kingdom Hearts coming out, so for all we know, oh, yeah, you I get like to play... I love week. Kingdom Hearts. So, sorry, which yeah. one was that? Final Fantasy 16 comes yeah. out last week. I've kind of lost... I, I stopped playing after, like, X, Final Fantasy X2 or something. And, yeah. Um, mm. Probably when... Around about the time when they went online and I, did, I didn't really do PC yeah. gaming much. So, yeah, I'm kind of out of touch so with many. the Final Fantasy franchise now. I still like the, the old ones. I, I'm going to play the Final Fantasy VII remake at some point as well. Yeah. It's quite good. Mm-hmm. But well, it's maybe not finished, for... is it? They it's only part. part no, of the game. it's only up to basically where you. Some of it's changed, but it's basically the end of I think Act One. Mm. <clears throat> well, maybe for Final Fantasy Seventeen or Kingdom Hearts Four, they'll get you into. Oh, oh you... I'd love I'm... to do that. I'm trying to think what great Disney player or Disney character you would play. Could you, can you do Scottish? Could you be um, Merida and Brave? I, no? No. I, 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 I suck at Scottish accents. I, it's one of those ones that comes up a lot, and I'm like, I just can't do it. You can't do it. It starts going a bit Irish, and then it starts yeah. going a bit Caribbean or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what <laughs> area of the world it's supposed to be, but yeah. definitely not Scottish. I can do it like when I'm taking the piss out of someone like like Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. Like, I'm really sexy. I can do that kind of voice. <laughs> but I can't actually do like a normal person speaking. Yeah. <laughs> do you often have to yeah. do accents? Like, or yeah. are you usually based in... Okay, so can you do like American or Australian or Canadian? Not that Canadian and American are that different. But... I find it really difficult to tell the difference. I'm, I'm afraid to That's okay. Canadian and American. Uh, yeah. So do we. Yeah, I do. Unless yeah. it's like oh, deep south. Yeah, there's different pockets of the U.S. that sound different than... And, like, Canada, as big as we are, we all have this... Like, me and Crescent are that currently... The difference yeah. between the U.K. and... Like, in the U.K., we have little counties and, like, you know, the next county's about half an hour away, sometimes all an hour, an hour away. But the accent can be completely different. Yeah. So these different regional accents. So I, I get a fair bit of work doing sort of regional British oh, okay. accents as well. But I have yeah. a, like a generic American accent that I break out occasionally for video games and yeah, um, yeah, Irish is quite common um, to do. Uh, Eastern European I get occasionally. Mm. Generic mm. Eastern Europeans coming coming from somewhere <laughs> somewhere over Poland, there. Russia. Yeah. I don't know, uh, um, Could you do Volga? She's like Swedish, right? Like we always. Mm. Yeah, like Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Could give it a shot, but yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things like I like to go away and like study an accent, right. and if yeah. I study it for long enough, I can usually kind of get it. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. England always fascinates me that it's like you can nail right on the head like this is this person from like whatever mm -hmm. region there is, and the U.S. has at least their 
pockets. But yeah, us in Canada, like me and Crescent are what five thousand kilometers apart and have the same accent. No, I think it's, I think it's only like twenty four hundred. Oh, okay. Well, twenty four hundred kilometers apart and. And have the I same think it's accent. It's really funny when when somebody from a foreign country has learned English, but they've learned English from someone with a weird accent, like all from a re certain region. Oh yeah, bit, slightly French, but with like a bit of Lancashire. Yeah, like Northern Ireland. It is like yeah, yeah. Like what happened here? Yeah, I'm fascinated really by accents. I love listening to people's mm. voices and accents that's one of the reasons why i don't like listening to audiobooks myself because i get like really like it takes me out of the story because i'm like fascinated by the narrator's voice or i'm mm. wondering what microphone they're using or sort of yeah like, um, i prefer well, to, to read or, or audio drama is good because yeah. you've got the music and the sound effects to kind of yeah get your imagination going but yeah well it always fascinates so, to me of the idea of especially in the English language of what each accent means to our own brain. So like, in, and then putting that into Red Rising, like it is never stated that the Golds have British accents, but it's just mm. assumed because Shoot. our own brain has it's gone. That's posh. who the, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. posh. It's you the guys are the higher. Yeah. 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 Standard accent. Yeah, exactly. So it's always interesting or to me that. Is it the that, standard like, gold accent? Mm. But uh, yeah, and whichever Don't specific get me British on your spellings one. Spellings in your country as well. Like you corrupted yeah. all our spellings. No, no, no. We're no, hey, no, we're no. Canadian. We're Canadian. We're Canadian. We have the U. We have the oh, U. And yeah. we, we will sometimes when I'm messaging in the den and we'll talk about honor. I will purposely put the U of yes. like it is my and I'll capitalize the U. It was my honor to do this and I'll capitalize it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, we see you. Yeah, yeah, we have your spelling. Mm. It is my favorite. For I can't stress well, a you in language. Favorite thing. Favorite <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. I think Pierce did confirm that the the the, the Orient were British. Yeah, I think. He did yeah, it makes sense. No, he said it's kind of like all a melting pot. Oh. You know, like mm -hmm. it's kind of just. Yeah, all we know is language has language has. Dave, the director, was pretty, pretty clear that the Orient would probably be be British. Yeah, Brits. I mean, yeah, it it makes sense to um like to split it up like that. Yeah, you get a bit on of that podcast that he did with you, didn't he say that like um that the characters in the rim were like a combination of South African and Japanese? And I yeah. emailed yeah. Dave and I said, yeah. "Good luck casting those roles." <laughs> Um, if you yeah. listen to, uh, kind of the, the third quarter of Morningstar, um, Tim Gerard Reynolds does a, like a pretty decent, at, at least to my ear, does a pretty decent mix. It's, it's certainly more, uh, South African than it is Japanese, but. Mm -hmm. I, ha I haven't listened to, to Tim's. I've mm -hmm. listened to the little samples, but um, okay. I know that everyone loves him, and and, and people are like, oh, why are you doing another book without Tim in it? Why isn't Tim in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I would have been absolutely thrilled to uh, to hear that 
Tim Gerard Reynolds had been cast as Darrow <laughs> in the graphic audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I think Stuart sounds a bit younger, though. He sounds. I was going like, to say, Tim's, Tim's getting older. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree Tim's with you. Older. Tim sounds yeah. like adult Darrow, but like. Yeah. It's easy to forget that in that first book, they're only 17 and 18. Mm hmm. And yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Different strokes for different folks. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No, it's always interesting. Do we, do we yeah. know with Lightbringers is people saying it's just, just Tim doing the That's the yeah, rumor. Apparently Pierce, apparently no, Pierce confirmed it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, somebody posted a link to it. Um, can't remember if it was on Instagram, but they posted a link to an interview that Pierce did recently yeah. that confirmed it was just TGR. Which is interesting. And this is, I don't think, spoiled just a touch, but there Come is continuing to be, it. well, there continues to be the different point of views. So it is interesting if we've reduced that down to one person. Yeah. That mm -hmm. like, yeah, they again, it's like not a, it's not a spoiler to say that the dark age characters obviously Poor Ephraim is gone, but we continue to Darrow, Lysander, Lyria, and Mustang. So it'll be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. They've gone like they, he, he. They must have had feedback about you know the other people just wanted Tim to do everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Boss. Well, and it Lysander's voice actor changes. Voice actor changes. So does Lyria's. So does Lyria's, I think. Yeah, I've heard. Oh, that. yeah, that's was, right. One minute she was Irish and then she was from, from Essex or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. It's not always the voice actor's fault, though. Like, no. Sometimes like, you, if you're, you got the job you were cast, you know, for what you did in the audition. And, and yeah, sometimes it can feel like you've been thrown under the bus a bit if the fans don't like what you've done. But it wasn't like you, you're just doing the best you can and responding to the direction you're given. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've had a few jobs like that where I've submitted like multiple takes of something, like it done, done a different accent or something, and I'd be like, "Well, they're never going to pick this one, but I'll just throw it in the mix anyway." And that's the one they go for, the, your least favorite take. Oh, and that's, the one, that's the one that gets put out there, and you're like, mm, I "Kind of wish oh, they'd gone for that one." But, yeah, yeah, you don't always have that much control over, you know, like for Gone Sun, I'll do like sometimes I'll do a couple of different takes of the line, and you'll think, "Oh, they're definitely going to use that one," but then. It's always the one that ends up in the, in the final thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so how long does it take you to record? So if I'm trying to think how long the audiobooks are, but, well, and it doesn't matter because you're not reading the whole thing, but, like, how many time, how many uh, different takes do you do approximately, like, on average? Um, the graphic audio thing, you go, it's quite pacey, like, um, generally generally you just do your thing and if they want you to do another take they'll tell you however i am a notorious perfectionist and i would like to do every line like 20 different times in 20 different yeah. ways but realistically you know nobody's got time for that and probably the the first one was probably just fine um but yeah i'm always like oh maybe if i tried this way or you know yeah but um yeah time is money and um yeah you've got to deliver within one or two takes and that's the same with every client you have if you're on to a third or fourth take and you've still not got it they're probably not going to ask you back again in the future because mm. um, you've, yeah. you've wasted their time yeah 
so yeah that's um yeah interesting yeah part of mm. why you why you train and why you practice and um why you do all the preparation so that you can make it look like it was totally effortless yeah <laughs> when actually it wasn't <laughs> yeah it's it's like you know you're be you're being paid for eight hours of time but you're getting paid for uh you know the 10 15 20 years of work that you've put into mm. absolutely put into your yeah. craft yeah 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 and you know the our industry is you know it can be a bit of a race to the bottom there's always voice actors undercutting and Ooh. doing it for less money and um then there's obviously the threat from ai that we've got to contend with as well which a lot of artists a lot of violets out there uh, probably mm -hmm. a little worried about how they're gonna yeah earn a living um in the future because the ai is getting quite quite good yeah well we i mean I, we I talked was, about I that with, with... Nero. oh I yeah, sorry. Like the robots are bad. We should have robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad the robots. Yeah. Well, we talked to yeah. Pierce about that AI of you know he was like, listen, yeah. we're gonna get to a point that you just put in whatever, and you're gonna get that story, and it'll be in his same style of writing that it'll feel like yeah. he's mm -hmm. written it. And I and already know you're that there's have to put organic book. Yes. On the like, cover. Which is. Yeah. It, well, I could get into a whole That's bestseller thing that, blog. yeah. Um, yeah, because people didn't like him posting that AI thing, did they? Did they? Mm -hmm. they sort of divided oh, the, the um, Instagram. The trailer thing oh, that somebody yeah. yeah. I mean, it was... It was oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's an interesting world we're getting into and blurred, blurred lines for sure of what's for fun, what's not, and... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And and people have used, because, I mean, Pierce has done so many Q&As, that there is, in fact, people have AI'd chunks of Red Rising mm. spoken in Pierce's voice. See, that is just weird. And I, I have this now. My agents encourage me to do this. I have it written into all my contracts now that my voice is not to be used to feed these machine learning yeah. algorithms because they could essentially clone your voice and make you say anything that you didn't yeah. actually say and and yeah. then i'm out of a job and yeah actually getting myself into trouble because yeah <laughs> saying all sorts of things and yeah it's, it's it's scary how do you copyright a voice you know it's yeah it's super interesting of we're getting into that realm and but then it might yeah. get so people might get so sick of it that they want to go back to the feel of like a an actual book and you know it might sort of backfire and people want to go back yeah. to the times when have things that are homemade and you know for sure yeah. and like again I've been in the book industry for 10 years now and you gave your disclaimer mine is that uh yes I am a employee of Indigo but all opinions of my own but uh, <laughs> when I started a decade ago uh working as a bookseller it was in the height of e-readers and it was this very much pushed upon us of we know that the e-reader world is going to take over and nobody's going to like the printed, you know, books. And so we've got to learn to adapt to that. And that's why Indigo, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, they've all got their version of an e-reader that they came mm. out with so that they could start taking some of those profits. And then it, Never happened. E-reader took over 17% of the 
of the market and that's it. And so it's, I think that, that there's those people who were like, no, I don't want, you know, this new technology. I want my classic book. And I think we'll probably see that with AI of like, no, I want to be able to connect to the actual author and to the person writing this in comparison to, you know, just having a robot do it. Yeah. So we'll see. So I must admit, like when you get to books that are as big as Dark Age, like having to hold it up when you're in I bed, know. like reading, it really hurts your wrist. I so, know. So the e-books e useful then, or when you're going on holiday. And you don't I was going to say, holiday books. is probably the number one yeah. use of them is holiday, and now a lot of them are waterproof. That people are like, well, I'm going to take it to the beach, like, like yeah. or read in the bathtub, yeah. like. Yeah. That's, yeah, I still sell e-readers day to day, and uh, the number one thing is we're like, this one's waterproof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting world we're heading into, but we'll, yes. we shall see what we navigate. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Is there anything else you want to ask me, or any I, I'm just questions? Oh, or... Favorite can you say something Mustang hilarious? Is? Yeah, That's can nothing. you do like pretend to be Mustang and say, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh... <laughs> I can't think of anything other than just like Gory Howe. Gory Howe. Yeah. She says, yeah. um, she says, Darrow, are you okay? Like a lot. Like, are you okay, Darrow? Like, and he, and yeah. he never asks her if she's okay. Like, oh. It's always like, Darrow, are you okay? Yeah, you must pick up okay on, either. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must pick up on those nuances of how one-sided conversations might be or anything like that because you're looking at it. Well, he's, yeah, he's definitely the emotional one of the relationship, isn't he, I think? Yes. Well, for sure. He cries more than she does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Several are very, like, wet bread indeed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was just looking at, we had put it out to the rest of the moderators and we've covered what they, they had to ask. Good. We've just done. How efficient. Just so well. Yeah. Classic Mustang style. Tickle red boxes. I like it. Get shit right. done. That's what I love about her. She gets shit done. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. She's one of, I would say, one of the strongest characters in sci-fi fantasy. And I just love her for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, then on that note, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah. it is now, what, one thirty your time. So yeah, thank you much. so <laughs> much. Um, yeah, we've, we've just got, or I've just gotten off work. Skipper is like a few hours removed and you're staying up late. To, I know. To I was like, I just woke so, up yeah, from a nap. And like, you were so great that you agreed. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, oh. Yeah. I'm it's a night owl anyway. I, like I said, I'd be doom scrolling on Twitter or something. So yeah, no, it's 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 my pleasure. I'm always happy to geek out on Red Rising. Yeah, because I don't have enough people in my life that have read the books yet. So yeah, it's it's well, very nice it, to be able to debrief with people. <laughs> and thank you for helping you, me with that scene as well, because there was a scene, um, mm -hmm. the scene, the 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 boardroom war room mm -hmm. scene. I was really struggling to like get my head around it. I'm like, am I overthinking this? But like, I reached out to you guys and you gave me some advice. So mm, hopefully that scene turns out well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll be looking forward to it being like, what, yeah. what happened here? Um, mm. 
Well, yeah, so moving forward, so this episode's going to come out actually in August when Lightbringer, we have a whole bunch of what we're calling the filler episodes because yeah. what do we do in August when Lightbringer is out and nobody can read it or yeah, talk we, about we can't it? or put out a bunch of, uh, of spoiler films yeah. right after it. Yeah, but then we're going to do a read through of Lightbringer with everybody. But the plan for after Lightbringer, so probably we're looking at October is my guess, is we're going to dissect relationships and it would be great to have you back on when we're talking kind of the whole series. What is the Darrow Mustang relationship mm -hmm. or some of the other characters, whoever else you feel yeah, yeah, let's, connected let's not, to. Let's not pigeonhole pigeon you here. Let's not talk about Mustang. If you, if you want to come on and talk, you know, Adrius and Lilith. Yeah. I feel like I, I have got For a lot sure. to say about Adrius because like, okay. psychologists, we, we love, we love <gasps> oh, that's right. study because yep. it's like got... the perfect nature-nurture thing, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm fascinated well, by that that dynamic. Cause, and we've you know, discussed that yeah. we'll definitely have a siblings episode, of especially the twins, of you get Adrius and Virginia versus Cassius and Julian. And then, you know, not twins, but Trig and uh, Holiday being siblings. Oh. So it'd be great to have you on for that one. There you go. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy, yeah. happy to put my, put my psychology hat on and psychoanalyze all these characters. It'd be fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And this has been fabulous. I love it. I love it. And thank you so much for, inter again, interacting how much you are in the den. It is the moment you joined. It was like... And this morning, me and you were talking yeah. different Irish folk songs, and I was like, "This yes. is great! I love this." <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a howler too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, howlers great. for life. Yeah, it was. Hello, everyone. It in was. The <laughs> it was awesome watching you come into the den, and people just collectively, as soon as they found out who you are, just collectively freaking out. Did yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a few people. Your head and my thing. And like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few. It was pretty funny. Of I got side messages of like, do you realize? And I was like, yes, I, I know why she's. Because we hadn't said that. We were going to record with you. So there was a yeah. few people who were like side messaging of like, do you know who that is? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yep. Fully aware. <laughs> like, it was pretty funny. Yeah. So. There, was, there was a little bit of when I, when I did my welcome message to you, it was... Part of it was like, yes, we know why you're here. <laughs> Everyone else, this is why this it's is okay. why Jenna is here. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're the minus celebrity in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> That's so grunge. No, I'm, it's I'm, great. I'm, I'm, it's I'm great. just a fan as well. Old, so. old called us minor celebrities too and we both felt yeah. exactly the same way so yeah bolt told us that we have to sign something when we're in tulsa she's like i'm gonna ask for your autograph and i was like uh no <laughs> gotta practice my autograph then. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i've never even been asked for my autograph yeah well you show up to something the howlers are at i bet you you're gonna have yeah. to sign something <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah especially had, especially now that you've been nice... on here on yes. camera Yes, they now know what you look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer hiding behind my microphone usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've had a few a few nice messages from people as well that have enjoyed the, my performance. So that it does mean a lot because like this job can be very difficult. Um, you get a lot of rejection because uh, obviously mm. the standard is so high. There's some amazing voice actors out there, and it's like, often only one part and. And often you don't get it. More often than not, you you don't get the part that you go for. Um, 
So when you do, and when you get to play a character like this, that's just so wonderful, and the writing is so wonderful as well, that um, you really want to do it justice. And I, I, I take the responsibility of playing her very, very seriously. And um, yeah, it's yeah. a privilege, but it's kind of awesome. scary too, because I, you know, you want to. She's my favorite character now as well, so you want to do it justice, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and you have. You've done a beautiful. I've yeah, absolutely. Full, I'm so excited for Golden Sun to come out um, so that we can hear more of you. And we'll have to get and Sun's Varies as of today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm not actually... Harmony doesn't have that many lines in it. No. But yeah. yeah. But it, I still haven't... I haven't even <laughs> read... Well, I've got one and two, but... Volume mm. three has been hard to actually find in Canada, so I haven't. He has it because he used the competition. Yeah, so there is, I'm there is still a trying really to get my hands on it. There is a interesting scene in it which I didn't notice. Mustang is actually in it as a child with Adrius, and they're present when their father is watching a hollow from Ares about some destruction that's happening in one of the mines. I think. Interesting. And I just thought that's oh. really interesting that Mustang watched that and saw her father basically being a dick, like yeah. <laughs> watching his workers all. And you think, you know, that's one of those childhood memories that might have stuck with her and might have been one of the things that makes her turn out different to Adris, but that Adris is watching it too. And maybe, because yeah. she's always been a reformer, hasn't she? Like she's always wanted to do yeah. things yeah. better. And, and, you know, why why is she like that and why is Adris not? Yeah. Ella yeah. It could have been... Yeah. But yes, we have an ongoing theory of it's all the Telenomanos is influence. That's, what, that's on. exactly what what I think. Yeah, that, that I think yeah. that absolutely is we, what I came to as well. Yeah, we have yeah. a we have a saying on the podcast. There's no therapy in space, except for the Telenomanos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're oh, the closest them. thing to. I, they're so yeah. great. R.I.P. Pax. R.I.P. Daxo. I know. Yep. I know. <laughs> Don't die, Kavax. Just stay alive. Uh, I know. <laughs> and stop getting kidnapped. Like, can you, yeah. like... Yeah. Quit being the damsel in distress. Yeah. yeah. Though I do love from Pierre, like, that it's not a woman who always is the damsel in distress. Is he literally yeah. the I largest love, man. I it's called The out. largest <laughs> man is the damsel in distress. Like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love how he calls it out himself, too. Yeah. 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 And Mustang but, has that line, like, oh, like when she is, like, yeah. The, she's like, oh, I'm the damsel in distress, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I girls. hate those girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I keep, like, going off on another. No, it's great. I love yeah, it. That's fine. <laughs> no. We've, we've had episodes up to three hours, so. Yeah, we are good. I know. Was... Well, yeah. As an actor, you've always got to leave your audience wanting more. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll talk soon. So with then that, about... I guess we'll yeah. sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, right. everybody, for listening Thank to this you. week's episode of Fade to Obsidian. And Catch you next time. Peace out.